Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are the Armchair Experts. Mitch Cleary, Adam Cooney, Cam Luke, and you can get involved. Hashtag Armchair Experts at 7AFL. Before I let the trade god really get loose on a Friday, I'm going to go to you first, Mitch, because you're all over everything. And it has been reported on AFL Media, your former employees, that three first-round picks for pick number one. Adelaide desperately trying to get Horn Francis. What can you tell us? Yeah, early reports this afternoon, Cam, I think. The Crows are keen on the South Australian kid. I don't think North Melbourne will be looking at any sort of deal in that realm. I think they might need a little bit more, given the kids being compared to Selwood, Judd, Raul, Voss, all of them thrown in, into one. This kid is uh, being suggested as one-in-a-decade type player, Jason Horn francis But you can see why the Crows are really keen to go hard at him. I think, Adam, there was a suggestion in that deal that's three first-rounders for that pick one and a future... Uh, second rounder, so coming back the other way. So I guess one of those future uh, firsts and the future second would cancel out one of them because it's one of the future firsts belongs to Melbourne. But it is a big price, and you know all about number one picks oh. uh, better than all of us, Coons. Mm. You no, know, you don't want to be throwing away your number one pick, even for three first rounders. You might miss out on a Mark Murphy or even an Adam <laughs> Cooney. So, look, you want to keep that. But, look, it would have been tempting. I mean, three first-rounders. But in terms of Melbourne's future, that could possibly be pick 18 and then the the, the second round of the Adelaide Crows um, depends on, on where they finish. That could be pick 18 and 19. So you're giving, up, um, you're giving up a fair bit. I understand that. But, I mean, the kid is obviously a star. And also South Australian talent. I think they love having homegrown talent to stay in LA because then in three or four years' time when they do become a regular mainstay player and are flying, you don't have to worry about the lure of homesickness and going back to Victoria. So you develop the Adam Chera situation. You develop the kid for, for four or five years and they start to become a star and then all of a sudden they're gone and um, a pick five gets traded for a pick six and a future third like the Chera situation. So you can understand what Adelaide were doing. Uh, it is an audacious play. Um, but also, if you look at Essendon, they've got they had picks six, seven, and eight last year, and got three, I think, stars of the future. So, look, you can look at it one way: you get the best kid in Australia, or you can load up with three um, really talented guys, and hopefully that puts your footy club um, ahead of the game in a few years' time. Uh, two ways to look at this: firstly, has this ever been done before? Like, has anyone ever had a real decent crack like this? that we know in recent times for the first round pick? Well, I think Collingwood might have had a look at that number one pick the year Rao went um, mm -hmm. at number one to Gold Coast. So the Pies had a look at that. Obviously, the year later, Trawall was being spoken about in a deal for, for Gold Coast. I think Trawall might have even been thrown up in that initial deal to get that pick one that was ultimately taken on Matt Rao. The biggest part of this, I think, is it's a play for the Crows for the future guys because if Jason Horn francis knows how keen the Crows are on him... In yeah. two or three, and I, I know you might laugh, but 
no, I'm not. Take these things and they're, they're, they're looking at it for the future. You know, when Essendon, uh, Will Setterfield is one recent example. Essendon had a look at him in his draft year. They're never going to take him, but they had a look at him knowing that if he was to return home in a couple of seasons, that they've wrapped their arms around him and, and he knows that the love is there. So I think this could be as much of that about the Crows suggesting that Jason Juan Francis will, if you end up at Arden Street, we're here ready for you in three or four years if you want to come back home. If you think right now that we're going overboard talking about Ben King coming out of, you know, in 12 months' time coming out of contract, well, Adelaide have just put all their cards almost on the table and said, you better lock him up and not let him ever become a pre-agent or 12 months out because we are going to throw everything we've got at him. Well, they've done that a a few times with kids. This is why I like long-term contracts for at least the first, uh, at least the top 10, maybe even the first round, at least three years, maybe even four for the top four. 10 because they're going to be on a list anyway. So, and I, I was really homesick my first um, couple of years uh, in Melbourne and I toyed with the idea of going home. It wasn't until probably my my third year where I felt really comfortable in Melbourne and then established here that I, that I wanted to stay. So you need to give kids time to also, one, develop at their club, play some senior footy, start getting along with the players and then immerse themselves in um, in their new lifestyle interstate. So longer-term contracts I like. I, I wouldn't be opposed to giving uh, a number one draft pick a four or even five-year deal because... Uh, I don't know, with long-term contracts are fraught with danger from sort of 25 onwards because you just don't know what's going to happen. But coming into the system, he's going to be he's going to be on an AFL list for at least five years. Yep, I agree. Re- re-sign him for an extra three years on top of his two and hopefully he loves Melbourne and becomes the, the best midfielder that North Melbourne think he can. Hashtag armchair experts to get involved at 7AFL. We have a little trouble with our man Mitch, but Adam... We know when you roll into a new job and you just go bang, that's what Mitch has done today. And he's spoken to Sam Mitchell, who, you know, he was kind of like, yeah, this is what we're doing. He didn't exactly say, no, we're not going to trade players. We didn't come out and say, hey, everyone's on the table. But what have you made of the last 48 hours of, of this Hawthorne situation? Well, first of all, well done to our man Mitch to get that uh, yeah. exclusive with Sam Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if I was if I was a player, I would be absolutely filthy with what's going on and what's been reported. If it's true that Sam Mitchell has been shopping around players on his own, as in calling um, list managers. So he said that he hasn't had uh, any individual discussions about players, but clearly the intent is there to try and move on uh, a couple of them. So if I was a player, I'd be feeling really uneasy at the moment. We saw the Instagram uh, post from Chad Wingard saying that he's not leaving. So we can... We can tick him off. It's still Gunston, Mitchell um, and O'Meara that may be up in the air. So, look, I'd, I'd be feeling really uneasy. And it's a, it's a first-year coach coming into this in, to a new club. So I don't know how that, uh, how that goes in terms of um, frosty relationships uh, as the new cockroach. You want to come in and, and build those relationships early. So it could be a little bit frosty day one if none of these deals get done. Yeah, but just on that, Adam, I, like he, he's obviously a four-time premiership player at the club. He's he, he's a Brownlow medalist. He's a guy who has worn those colours and played with a couple of these players, to be fair, Jack Gunson in particular. And he's sort of been there last couple of years for the assistant coaching. So it's, it's I, I get what you're saying. It's just a slightly bit different to, uh, uh, you know, like I say, Craig McRae, if he come in, or a Michael Voss and just said, hey, you know what, we're putting these guys up sort of possibly for trade. But I I like it. <laughs> So he's got the runs on the board, you're saying, so he can just come in and do whatever no, he, he wants because he's a four-time premiership player. I'm not saying that, but I also don't think it is 
as frosty possibly on day one when he gets to preseason if all those guys are there is what I'm saying. But he hasn't co- he he hasn't he hasn't been involved with um, Mitchell and O'Meara and, and also Wingard in terms of winning those premierships. So it's just like a new coach coming in. But he's been there before as an assistant coach the last couple of years as well. So yeah, that's home. true. But but then the step up from assistant coach to coach when you're making the decisions well. and players' uh, futures, if that doesn't – if and, and I hope he – and he would be. He'd be talking to these players daily and trying to reassure them that he's not um, throwing their names up individually, even though he might be. You uh, have been big on Port Adelaide. For people who watch the Armcare experts, you've been big on Port Adelaide for five years to win a flag and they've fallen short each and every year. It was kind of half-suggested. I think it was John Ralph that went with it on the Herald Sun late this afternoon, or at least he tweeted it, that Jaeger O'Meara is a possibility. Haven't had any discussions yet, but, you know, they like Jaeger. They're trying to find that that inside mid is also explosive. I'm assuming if O'Meara goes there that you're definitely going to pick Port Adelaide to win next year's flag because you've done it for the last five years. But Yeah, we'll go again. Is the guy you think helps? Uh, I think he can help. So he, if they do lose um, Sam, Pal- Sam Palpepper, yep. who sees himself as an inf- inside mid but can't quite cover the ground as well as mm-hmm. Diego O'Meara, I, I mean, it just adds another element to Port Adelaide's midfield. He's not the inside mid that Ollie Wines is, and he's probably does, he doesn't have the aerobic capacity quite like Travis Boat does. So not many do, but he's sort of a mix of inside and outside. He lost, he's lost his blistering pace, but I think he could add some, definitely some value to that midfield at Port Adelaide. It just depends on what they want to throw at him. I like what they're doing, and I like what Fremantle are doing. Rory Lobb's situation is, is interesting. To be fair, I, I, I still can't get it around my head what they're going to do. It has to be a bigger play for someone if they're going to let Rory Lobb leave. And then they've got to get someone else in. Like, well, what, why do you they let Rory to. Lobb go to go play the role that you desperately need someone to play at your football club? So, like, they've, they've done everything right the last couple of years, Fremantle. I'd be so surprised if Rory Lobb just leaves the footy club and all of a sudden there's no sort of higher profile, higher importance players come in. Sure. Yeah. Well. Well. The the only way I can see him leaving is if they do uh, end up with that plan that we spoke about last night. Is Tom Mitchell going to Fremantle in the midfield and they play Nat Fife as their key forward? So I copped a um, one or two comments uh, about that, saying, "Have you not seen Nat Fife uh, and his set shot goal kicking routine in season 2021?" But generally, he's all right and give him some time to work on it over summer. I think it could be a really valuable forward. But I can't see Rory Lobb going anywhere. And he's being paid too much. So you'd have to stretch out his deal and then what happens with GWS because I don't think they're flush with catch. Mitchell or O'Meara? One of them will end up at Fremantle, I think. I just feel they're up to something. And just on that Nat Fire thing, and it was raised a fair bit on, on Trade Radio, which you and I both work on uh, later today when I was taking well, earlier today when I was taking calls, I also think that if you are a predominant forward compared to a midfielder, and you can talk me through this, if you've gut ran in the middle of the ground all over the joint, getting it 35 times, it has to take a bit out of you. And now with the shot clock and only 30 seconds, compared to Mm -hmm. being a predominant inside 50 player, you're not working as hard and you can focus more on the trade of kicking goals. So I think that conversion rate will, will just raise a little bit organically based on the different role it'd have next year, although it is, I guess, a slight concern. It's the fatigue factor. There's no yeah. doubt about it. So if you're a midfielder, you're running 14 to 15 Ks a game and you might have run a kilometre 
before you get on the end of that footy. So you might have gone back, up, back, and then back inside 50. And by the time you mark the footy, you're absolutely knackered trying to go back and kick a goal. That's why set shot goal kicking, the players of yesteryear, like Jason Dunstall, Tony Lockett, they might have run four or five K a game. They just wait in the forward 50, get the ball delivered to them, nice little crisp lead, and then they kick a snag because they're not knackered all the time. So, you know, we understand the game's changed, but maybe we should bring in zones so the, the key forwards have to stay inside 50. Hey, before we get out of here, I did raise the other day, we are talking about Jordan Dawson, okay? I raised that where they trade pick four for 12 and then have Dawson come on in. And I was, Sydney raised it with Adelaide and Adelaide said no, which is what you said the other day. Seriously, Adelaide are going to walk this kid to the preseason draft. Like, they just offered all their draft first round picks for the next two years to North Melbourne to get Horn Francis. So clearly they're not overly keen on giving one up for Jordan Dawson unless it gets them Horn Francis. So I'm starting to think that they are going to – I think he'll play for Adelaide, no doubt. But all signs so far are pointing that they believe they can get him in the preseason draft and know that North Melbourne, Collingwood and the Gold Coast aren't going to take him. Is it a good ploy by Adelaide the way they've played this? Well, if they're certain that they can get him in the preseason draft for nothing, I think it's a great ploy. But what do you do if you're North Melbourne? You say, okay, well, we'll have – Jason Orn Francis at number one. We might take Jordan Dawson as our number one pick in the preseason draft. And bad luck. You can enjoy your time here yep. for a couple of years and hopefully you love it in Melbourne. You just never know. So, look, I would take the punt. Uh, and, and that's um, savage business, really. If I would say, look, Adelaide, bad luck. You couldn't get the deal done. We've got number one pick in the preseason draft. You're coming to us, Jordan, unwillingly. But we're going to drag you to Arden Street and hopefully you eke out a pretty good career. I agree with you, Adam, but we just don't see it in the AFL. We just don't see it in, in, in the Why way... Why not? The nature Being more ruthless. I, I couldn't agree more, but we just don't see it. Like, if a player wants out, traditionally, we sit here as fans or media going, oh, well, he doesn't want to play there anymore. You've got to find a new home. Crap. If you're going to give him enough money, which Jordan Dawson's going to earn it because wherever Adelaide say financially they're going to pay him, North Melbourne, the rule mm. is you have to, or whoever picks him, has to financially satisfy that. Hey, um... Friday or Friday? Oh, we're back for Friday or Friday. Yeah. Nice. Fremantle should offer pick six to Port Adelaide for Mitch Georgiatis. Oh no, Friday, Friday okay. hasn't hasn't shown enough just yet to mm. offer pick six, maybe pick eight. <laughs> okay, pick eight. Same <laughs> question. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I, I probably would, to be honest with you. I, I would probably throw out a pick eight um, at a player like Mitch Georgiades because um, then you get to keep pick six. If you only had one pick in the top ten, I wouldn't, but they've got two, so they're flushed. They're going to do pretty well. They've they got 19 and 22 as well at the moment, so they, they're going to they deal do. with Jordan Clark. If they get Jordan Clark at, say, 22 and, and Mitch Georgiades at pick eight, then see you later, Rory Lobb. You can go. I. I don't think he'll leave. Port Adelaide had no chance to let him go, and, and nor should they, because I, I think everyone believes what I believe, that he's going to be an exceptional footballer. But he is a West Australian kid, and if they're able to get him into that forward line, then you're growing that incredibly young but talented midfield with an incredibly young and talented inside 50 player. Last one before we go, Friday or Friday? Essendon are done. They're not going to do anything. Friday or Friday? Uh, Friday, I think that they're going to stay really quiet this year and back in their draft hole. Uh, we mentioned six, seven, eight. Yep. Uh, Perkins played some good footy, as did Nicholas Cox. So, um, look, I think they're pretty well set up. I uh, would have liked if 
they went for another key forward, but there's just none, none really available. So save your tickets for uh, Benny King and a decent play for him next year. Hashtag armchair experts to get involved at 7AFL. It's remarkable. Mitch Cleary can roll in, dominate Channel 7 News. You can get the only interview with Sam Mitchell, but he can't work his Wi-Fi out. What a week. <laughs> First week here at Channel 7. Hashtag armchair experts at 7AFL. Take your day over the weekend. We'll be back Monday. See you, Adam. See you, Monday. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.